That song is called Umlota by uh, Duduzo Makatini. And uh, Duduzo Makatini, of course, uh, is a U.S. Blue Note record signee. He's a pianist, a composer, he's a healer, he's an academic, he's a producer. And we're so privileged uh, to talk to him. And maybe we start here, and Duduzo. Uh, Togoza, thank you for your time. Happy Friday, happy December 18. Thank you. Let's start with Umlota. And why Hello. a video of this specific song first? Hello. Hi, hi, it's So great to be here. So wonderful to have you here. Uh, the, yeah. You chose this song as uh, the song to take out on video. Uh, congratulations, yeah. by the way, on uh, being listed top 10 best jazz album for the year 2020 for modes of communication letters from the underworld. Umlota uh, has a music video. Why this specific song? What is the message of the video uh, that is interlinked to the song? Yeah, um, well, I think, you know, all of the songs in the album are connecting to this idea of what is left and, 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 and you know, what exists, what existed before, hence the idea of a letter from the underworld. What is it that we can be reminded of that is passed beyond our memory here as living beings? So meaning that like our foremothers and forefathers, um, you know, have other stories to tell that are maybe pre-colonial in a sense. Mm, mm. So umlota um, really, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a Zulu word for ashes. And, and at a symbolic level, I was just really thinking as, about umlota as the remains and something that, that leaves to show yeah. You know, when everything is done, it's like, what is it that is left? And, you know, I was thinking quite closely with, you know, uh, these kind of like very heavy catastrophes that like African people in the continent have been through, starting from slave trade uh, to colonialism to apartheid. And like, you know, this this notion of an erasure, you know, all of these histories that are constantly taken away, all of these um, cultural artifacts that are always removed and we do not have a language for remembering these things. So Umlota was this basically like a symbol, like a kind of protest to say that we refuse to be erased, we refuse to, to be forgotten, you know. So, yeah, it's really the post-banning, what leaves after all of this has been done to us. You know, you grow up in Umkungunlov, uh, uh, and 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 you do music um, as uh, almost a ritual practice. In fact, you you say your uh, music is is uh, music and ritual practice are symbiotically uh, linked. And uh, you, you, you 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 took all of this uh, to you know to Blue Note Records because you were not willing uh, to to leave behind this uh, you know symbolic part of who you are and taking almost that that. African warrior code that is rooted in 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 your music and and beyond anything. When you talk about what is left behind, taking healing, uh, were you worried about how it would be received, or were you non-negotiable that this is who I am, this is what I bring, and this is the symbolism of music to me, and I can never divorce uh, my you know ritual practices to yeah. the process of me making music. Yeah. 
So, you know, I think one of the, the, the good things that happened was, was the fact that, like, uh, Blue Note comes into the picture when the album was already done. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was in the U.S. playing at the Blue Note Club, and, you know, it became like a really word-of-mouth thing that, like, we saw this person playing and, you know, so one thing led to the next. Mm-hmm. So there was no going back in terms of the project itself. And even the album cover was done, the whole concept was done, the liner notes were done. So Blue Notes, you know, when they came in, I just told them that, okay, well, here it is. If you like it, we can work together. But also, like, you know, if you don't like it, there is no willingness to uh, to tailor-make this for a, new, for a U.S. audience. Mm, mm. And to my surprise, like, they've been very interested. I mean, if you look at Downbeat, Jazz Time, all of them have been, like, really grappling with these ideas of Upula, Amatongo, Izangoma, and, and they're really, really doing such an important work in terms of, like, trying to understand, doing a lot of interviews, explaining these things to them. Mm. So for me, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's part of a response to what is left. Yeah. Because what is left must live beyond. So it's also just thinking about the legacies of, of these sounds and, and thinking a uh, parallel, you know, with the histories as well, there's, there's like a huge catalog of, of South African jazz histories that were unknown to the world. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what this album has stood for as well, beyond myself as an artist, but it's this memory of bringing all the things that are, 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 are histories that are important for this genre. So more than anything, I've, I've been talking about like, the fact that I'm coming out of a of a community that has its own histories and legacies of this music. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, in a way, this album has worked as a way of making the world aware of like almost a hundred years of of jazz history in this country. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, so. so, so so there was there was no room for any compromise. I love that, by the way. Yeah. The, I I, yeah. lo- I love that there was no room for for any compromise, and I, I love that yeah. uh, you're exploring the themes that you are exploring about, uh, you know, cultural practices and 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 and, and ritual practices. But I also yeah. can never ignore uh, the fact that you're heavily influenced by uh, the church, the music of the church. Let me say, uh, sure. be- because as as you grew up, you literally. A lot of people will leave churches because they will say, you know, this particular preacher or pastor or reverend does not inspire me. You were hopping from church to church, chasing various types of music, almost as yeah. an educational practice. Did yeah. you take that part and merge it into uh, this music to reflect the history uh, that you just so eloquently described to me? Yeah. You know, church, I think church is a very important part of it, you know, and, and I, I I think the fact that, like, one was fortunate enough to be part of a church in the context of this refusal again. Like, if you think about the Zionist church and how they were kind of, like, creating a kind of hybridism between, like, the things that were purely, that counted as, 
as as authentically African practices mm-hmm. uh, of an- ancestral worship, you know, uh, you know, in those mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and you know, but on the other hand, this notion of of Christianity, mm. but but you can see that like um, through Shambe, the Zionist Church, and and other churches. They, they, they were they were not willing to let go of a a worldview that existed before mm-hmm. their notion of God, for instance, and how it worked out as a network, the divinities, you know, um, and how they carried on to celebrate those practices. So for me, church was was important. Sonically, um, I always tell people that like. There was something about the, the, the church organ that one could not escape sonically. Yeah, these churches were just gigantic buildings and with big sounds, and there was no way of escaping that anyway. Yeah. Um. So, so the one way was to really absorb that, but also to um, allow it to live within our worldview. I think that was another very important thing for me with with church, like. You know, I was going to church, but I wanted to exist within a very specific African worldview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and I tried to bring in those conversations into my sound. But sonically, I mean, it's obvious that church is a big part of my vocabulary. Wow. We are in a beautiful conversation behind the music, uh, the music of uh, the legendary and iconic Duduzo Makatini. We're zoning in on his album Modes of Communication Letters from the Underworld, which is his U.S. Blue Note uh, record debut uh, that came out uh, this year and earned him a place in the top 10 list of the best jazz albums of 2020. We we are going to take a quick detour and continue with the music off and conversation with Duduzo Makatini. Life happens weekdays, one to three p.m. Welcome back to Life Happens on SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. We are behind the music of Duduzo Makatini and we're zoning in on the album Modes of Communication Letters from the Underworld and we're playing some of the music and talking to him. You know you carry a heavy responsibility in Duduzo, whether you choose to or whether you don't because whether we want to accept it or not, first and foremost, what music gives us is an emotional connection and uh, you know that th- th- that's what we all ever want how much does it open my heart when it lands on it and you are mm-hmm. you are heavily influenced by Mulelekwa in fact Mselegu is was a mentor of yours uh, yep. you know uh, Abdullah Ibrahim and those you, you know as they say we stand on the shoulders of giants you stand yeah. on the shoulders of, of those giants but you hold now the baton and have a responsibility of influence a variety of South African musicians, uh, both as a yeah. musician yourself and and as as a producer. How then, yeah. knowing all of that, do you retain the emotional element of connection that is fundamental to the process of music making? Because when I put your CD on or when I hear your music online, the first thing I want to hear or feel, let me say, is a connection yeah. between what you're giving me and my heart. Yeah. This is such a um, a beautiful comment and question. I I you know I dedicate most of my life, at least beginning from like 2015, 
to the question of what lives inside the sonic, you know, what lives inside the sound, and what are some of the ways in which one could be deliberate about the encoding of, 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 of intention in the sound. So, um, you know, I, I think it was 2017, I put out a record called Decambi, and I was, I was just trying to think about what is the equivalent of sound concoctions in the same way that, like, if we are a Sango man, you get a herbal concoction mm-hmm. and it's deliberate about So I wanted to think about what is it in sound that could be just at the same level of intentionality mm-hmm. about, like, well, this song helps here and here and here. So in other words, I'm just trying to say that what you just said is, is first and foremost, a way that I come to sound, mm. you know, just like Isangoma comes to, goes to the wilderness to look specifically for the herb that responds to, to particular sicknesses and illnesses. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a lot of that deliberateness for me. But also you mentioned this whole thing about like, Standing in in these great teachers' shoulders, you mm, know. Mm. So so the notion of letters from the underworld again is like, what are these citations from Ubabum for instance? Yeah. Both in terms of like the sound, but both also in terms of like the teachings. What are the ways of making sure that uh, these legacies live forward? Babumlelego says something really profound about Babu Pelimfelego. He said. It's, it's impossible for one to become a master in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. But for me, I started thinking, well, Baumlelekwa is also opening another question here. Mm-hmm. What exists beyond a lifetime? And what are these ways of, co- of connecting with that which exists beyond a lifetime? You wow. know, and what are these definitions of a lifetime? So, you know, I, I, I think, and, 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 and the responsibility that comes with that in terms of, like you say, the new generation, you know, we have a lot of very young musicians, exciting musicians that are younger than myself that I have to give something to, mm. but also they are giving something to us. Yeah. But you know, you know, my links have always been in the education, you know, sort of like space. Well, quote unquote, like formal education, but also the informal. So, so I, I believe in the cycle, like you know, whatever that is left must find ways of being uh, projected to the future and must find ways into the next generation. So it exists beyond a lifetime. Um, Exactly. I want to play a song. Uh, You chose songs for us to play, Beneath the Earth. Why did you choose uh, this as one of the three songs we're playing today? Oh, yes. So that one really connects with what I've just said about, like, this notion of citing from... Under, from from beneath our feet. So in this song, I propose this idea that as we are walking in this world, as we are walking on these lands, we are constantly citing the memories of the past. So which connects with the notion of land and, and perceptions in, in the continent with regards to our need for land. That goes beyond the capitalist notion of just ownership. But it's just like, land as as a symbol of memory as something that carries uh our past our you know our histories 
I'm so, hearing so, it. I'm hearing it in the background. So we'll continue the conversation as the song uh, finishes. Oh, time is a thief. It definitely is. That song is uh, uh, Beneath the Earth. It's Nduduzo uh, Makatini and um, Saki uh, in uh, the album Modes of Communication Letters uh, from uh, the Underworld. I'm going to ask a very typical question because, you know, they do say Nduduzo, we're typical as DJs or presenters. But I'm going to ask the what's next question because it really has been a phenomenal uh, sort of couple of years for you, uh, you know, uh, irrespective of whether you give that credit to yourself as your art or, you know, uh, who you, on whose shoulders you walk or, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the message that you have uh, and, and that message really uh, coming, as you said, from what is left and, uh, you know, the, the compositions that reflect what exists beyond uh, the lifetime that, that you are currently living. And my typical question is, where to from here? Because uh, I remember sitting in an audience watching you play with uh, Winton Masales when he came into South Africa and I can imagine that's the same feeling that the people who saw you doing your debut at the Blue Note Jazz Club in New York City felt because for me I completely lost it there but I asked myself what gets left after you've done all of these things yeah well I'm I'm, I'm constantly here I'm, I'm really interested in being here um, in the now and really working you know as much as I can in the present and, and, and somewhat divining the future. Mm. So, so, so the future for me becomes this very open space of, of divination, of the throwing of the bones, mm. so to speak. So I'm just like throwing the bones ahead. And, 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 and as I come closer, I start to see what is next. But I have no uh, clear uh, idea of what is next. You know, I'm I'm not big on plans. I'm not I'm not. You know, I really I focus so much on the now and drawing from the past and and creating somewhat an energy that pushes me forward, as opposed to trying to gravitate forward. Listen, we love you. We appreciate you. We honor you. We congratulate you. We're grateful to live in your time and be in your space. And we're honored just by your greatness and uh, the mere wonder of your being. Thank you, Nduduzo Makatini. Everybody, time is a thief. Thank you to Ndosha Nklokwana and Bhlokoma Tlosa, the producers. Neria Mutawung is the technical producer. My name is Homoso Keiji Mwekezi. It's been lovely. John Kherigan X. It's time for news with Utsile Saku.